Money Talk is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex to be considered before becoming a client of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Securities are offered through HBEC Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Annex Wealth Management and HBEC are unaffiliated. This program may contain forward-looking statements which may not come true. Please consult with an advisor about your specific situation. Taking the mystery out of investing with answers to your financial questions. This is Money Talk with Dave Spano and Mark Oswald from Annex Wealth Management. On WTMJ. Know the difference. It's Team Tech Trust. This is Money Talk, Saturday, April 13th. I'm Danny Clayton at WTMJ. Mark Oswald is here, Derek Felsky, and uh, at the Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame at Discovery World, Dave Spano. Let's get going right away with our week in review. Let's do that. So the Dow closed on an up note on Friday, up 269 points, and the S&P is at 2,900. A long run from where we were around the Christmas time, and just a stone's throw from 3,000, Derek. Uh, and, you know, as we head into earnings season, it's an exciting time of year. However, there's a lot of things that we're going to have to focus on. One of them is this term that we've called peak earnings. Well, right now we're 1% from the all-time high in the S&P. Small caps have a little bit more ground to make up almost 9% from their all-time high. Uh, earnings season commenced uh, yesterday with some good report, a great report actually from J.P. Morgan. Kind of a mixed result from Wells Fargo, Mark. You know, Wells Fargo continues to be hampered by some of those issues that, that resulted a couple of years ago from major compliance concerns, as you're well aware. Uh, so they're seeing negative deposit growth, which is causing their net interest income to fall. Explain that to people, net interest income. That, that's really the difference between what they're paying depositors and what they're getting on loans. And when that gap widens, that's profitability for the bank. Many banks actually are doing reasonably well because people are lazy about moving their money from their savings account that doesn't yield as much to something that perhaps would yield more. Uh, so that's supported the banks, even though the yield curve is pretty flat, which affects their net interest margins. The second thing that happened on Friday was something in the energy patch. You know, Chevron went out and, and made a bid for Anadarko Petroleum, $33 billion, a big bet on shale prices. And the interesting thing about energy this year has been oil's up 37%, but the energy sector spider is only up 17%. So there's a real valuation gap between energy stocks and the price of oil. So you talk about different sectors, and it's going to go back to what we're going to hear a lot about over the next uh, month or six weeks, and that was the fact that we had super earnings in 2018, despite the fact that the S&P was down a, a number of percentages. Here we go into 2019, and they're going to have to meet those expectations and people are going to talk about, were we at peak earnings in 2018? Well, it's a complete flip-flop, right? Last year, earnings outperformed the equity markets. So far this year, the global stock markets are doing better than the, than the global economy. And what we're starting to see, you know, there's, there's positive input from the trade level. We're starting to see some global growth estimates starting to plane out. And assuming companies come in and, and beat expectations that they typically do by 3 to 4%, this could be the low watermark for S&P earnings for 2019. And, Mark, you know, uh, they are talked about where we're going to be in, and they were talked about a forecast of 2.9% earnings growth, but most recently we're, we might see a decline of 4%. That's what the analysts are saying. Now, they may say it's a lower number and come in higher, and that's something we've seen before. And I think people have to keep this in perspective when you start to hearing all these numbers and, and you talk about earnings recessions or earnings declines. You, what we're talking about is comparables. So you look at the first quarter of 2018, you compare that to the first quarter of 2019. Did the company do better? 
did the index do better? And we're not saying that these companies are not making money. They're just not making as much money because you talk about peak earnings, Dave. Those numbers were off the chart. You're talking about 20% earnings growth. Some of that tones itself down in the third and fourth quarter of 2018, which makes those comparables, those benchmarks, the ability to beat your last year's earnings more attainable for these companies. So we could see earnings growth in the second half of the year. And that is one of the fundamentals that continues to propel the market. You know, you look over the last 50 years, there's only been 16 times that the first quarter has had such a gain. And you looked at how the year ended up. 14 of those 16 times, Derek, we had a positive year. Fear of missing out. I mean, I remember that as a fund manager. When you, you know, you think that the market's expensive, you think it's going to pull back. It doesn't pull back. Eventually, you have to chase in order to keep your job, essentially. And that's one of the reasons that, you know, we, as an investment committee, we talk often about a balanced portfolio. We do not want to put ourselves in that position, that the tactical edges we sometimes will make shifts. Uh, but generally speaking, stock markets go up way more often than they go down. So we're, what we're going to have to talk about as when we come back, Danny, is what people should be focused on because they're going to have earnings that are going to going to come out that won't look as good as we just covered and there's going to be sectors that we saw that didn't do as well that's going to be a focus as people look at, at their portfolios going forward. And if you're hearing the background noise, you're probably wondering, well, what's going on with Money Talk this week? But we are it's kind of a rare split show. Uh, half of us are at the Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame. That's Dave Spano at Discovery World Wisconsin. We're going to check back in with him. And then Mark Oswald and I are at WTMJ. So more to come, including Bonnie Blair, Olympic gold medalist. It's on the way on Money Talk on WTMJ. Money tips that don't cost a thing. This is Money Talk with Dave Spano and Mark Oswald on WTMJ. And we're back. It's Money Talk, Gannix Wealth Management, Saturday, April 13th. Team Tech Trust. I'm Danny Clayton back at the station. We've got Mark Oswald here, Derek Felsky, and uh, live at Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame at Discovery World, Dave Spano. Yes, uh, we have Bonnie Blair coming up at the bottom of the hour. But before we get to that, you know, I look out the window here at, at Discovery World and I see a number of cars out there. A couple of them are Ubers, and uh, that I think that's timely because there's an IPO coming up, and we had one a week or so ago in Lyft, and now Uber's coming out, Derek. Lots of IPOs. In and people should be cautious of a number of things. When you think about an IPO, often at times they initially trade on sentiment, you know, excitement. People use the service, they want to buy the stock, and they'll pay whatever price they have to do it at. Um, but, you know, companies that are coming public that don't earn money yet really lack discernible valuation metrics, which makes it really difficult for someone to value these companies. And the other thing about these companies is when they do come public, typically only a small percentage of the shares are offered to the public, which creates a premium, a hot deal, if you will. But ultimately, six months or so down the road, the lockups start to fester, and that's where insiders are able to sell their shares, which adds supply, which naturally puts downward pressure on prices. So my general advice to people on IPOs is to wait until the lockups before you actually initiate a, a sizable position. Sure, if you want to spec it with funny money and you know trade the volatility and so on, enjoy the ride, no pun intended. So those specs, when you, when you start thinking about uh, lockup periods, for instance, Derek, you're talking about the insiders, the people who get the shares in the IPO, and they have to hold them for a period of time. So you have this artificial 
demand for shares, there's this scant number of shares that are out there, and then when that lockup period expires, those shares flood into the market oftentimes, and now you've got the supply of shares and you don't have all the buyers there. So those IPO shares can be pretty risky, and I think for most people who have a financial plan that's based on diversification and exchange-traded funds and mutual funds and active and passive management, they stay away from the IPOs, and it's probably a good idea. As you pointed out, there are people who will take a couple of thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars or whatever and put money into an IPO but there are some cautionary tales out there Lyft was a cautionary tale Facebook was a cautionary tale snapchat was a cautionary tale all of these are IPOs that as you said came out hot and then retreated quite a bit before they started to settle in at their net well, like marketplace. as an example Amazon probably one of the most successful companies on the planet earth came public ultimately it was down 46 percent from its offering price then it went rallied over 600 percent then it declined 94 percent that was one heck of a ride and that was a successful that is a very successful right. company big news Thursday afternoon was Disney's uh, it was at the investors call and they announced Disney plus which is going to be their streaming service did you see what the stock did yesterday well it hit an all-time high and so you know you look at that and say compare that to Netflix which is also trading uh, was trading near its high as well but what's happening is they're probably going to be a price war because at the same day, Netflix came out and said they're going to raise their monthly prices. And, and uh, I think Disney Plus came in at six ninety nine a month. And I'll, I'll tell you, if you are a young family and you've got kids, you're going to be a Disney Plus family, I sure would think, right? And I think it was $69 for a year, so it's for even year. less yep. than that if you pay it on an annual basis. Apple TV Plus hasn't even come out, and then you've got Hulu, and then you've got all this other stuff. you got the skinny bundle, so there's going to be a war there. I think there is, and we'll have to watch and see how this plays out. This is just uh, everyone trying to kind of their coming out parties, and I think people should watch this, but I, I don't think anyone's going to cut out Netflix or Disney based on a couple of dollars. We'll have to see where this goes. Other news are from across the pond is Brexit was supposed to be to a hard date, and now they've kicked the can down the road again. In fact, the date is Halloween, Derek. Yeah, I think that's appropriate, frankly. Um, I really don't know how, how to play that. You know, we thought perhaps they'd, they'd have a soft Brexit, that be, they'd be able to get some attractive terms. Immigration remains a big issue. Uh, the, the, the House of Lords, the House of Commons, they don't seem particularly interested in doing a deal. I mean, Dave, you mentioned any number of times it wouldn't surprise any of us if they actually did another referendum down the road if they can't come to an agreement. So that is a, that is a sign of uncertainty that does affect people's capital expenditures, their thoughts on trade, their thoughts on investing overseas. And it's just a, kind of a shame, frankly, from a political perspective. And Mark, and real quickly, you know, what, what does that do to the Fed's thinking? Well, you know, you start thinking about uncertainty, right? And you're always thinking about what's happening in the world economy. The Fed has certainly taken their eye as a global eye in the last few years. They started to look at what the markets are doing around the world, not just here in the United States. So I think the Fed takes this in, in, as, a, as another data point. And we've always said the Fed is data dependent. This is going to be dependent on what, what happens with the U.K. in terms of Europe, in terms of what they're able to do in those economies, what the trading looks like. How does that impact China, which is one of the trading partners with Europe? All those things are going to be contingent on what's going on with Brexit, if indeed it happens at all. That's right. The only other thing I want to add on the Fed, at least in this segment, is that you know we had a very hot PPI number, guys, and that was the hottest number we've seen since 2012. A few weeks ago, people were actually talking about the Fed potentially cutting rates in 2019. That likelihood is certainly diminished. How, do you, how could they justify cutting rates when you've got a hot PPI, you've got unemployment at 3.7 percent, and the stock market at new all-time highs or near them?
1022 at WTMJ. It's split show today, live at WTMJ and also live at the Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame at Discovery World Wisconsin. Bonnie Blair, a little bit after the news at 1030. Stick around. More is on the way. It's Money Talk on WTMJ. From simple investments to stock advice, back to Money Talk with Dave Spano and Mark Oswald on WTMJ. Yeah, it's a split show today. Uh, Mark Oswald and I staring out the window. Oh, well, we don't have a window to stare out at. Meanwhile, Dave Spano down there at the beautiful Discovery World at at, uh, at the Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame. So, um, yeah, Dave, how's your view? The view is good. Thanks. Uh, appreciate you guys in the studio today. Out looking out the Discovery World, out at beautiful Lake uh, at Lake Michigan in the uh, in the Art Museum. But we are in the Discovery World, and joining me is Brian Lammy. Brian is the president of Lammy Sports and and the author of uh, Wisconsin Hall of Fame. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me, and thanks for your support of the Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame. Well, when you came to us, uh, I thought for sure you know you know that I'm a big fan of Wisconsin sports and season ticket holder of a lot of things so when we had that opportunity to go ahead and do that I wanted to jump on it tell everybody a little bit how you got involved with the Wisconsin Hall of Fame you know this has been a passion project for us the Hall of Fame has been around since 1951 we have our 70th anniversary coming up in 2020 it had kind of died on the vine a couple of organizations had been involved with it and um, it just wasn't going anywhere and I thought somebody else is going to do it and we finally did take it over. It was one of the first events I had ever been to out of college and was really inspired by this great history with Hank Aaron, Vince Lombardi, Bonnie Blair, some of the greatest athletes really in our nation's history, all being here from Wisconsin. And we should tell that story to celebrate them, but also connect it to youth sports and what all of these people have done really on court, off the field. Um, to really teach life lessons to today's youth, which is why we're here at Discovery World. Yeah, and Bonnie Blair is going to help us, and she's uh, she's going to join us here in about uh, seven minutes. But, you know, w- when you think about the Wisconsin Hall of Fame, you'd walk by the, the arena, right, the, in yes. the Mecca, and all of those uh, bronze faces would be there. But uh, I'm so glad that you stepped in because it, it really was dying on the vine. And it's- It certainly was, and that history is really cool with those amazing bronze plaques, but it's not interactive. And thanks to partners like Hupie and Abraham and Annex Wealth Management, we had the ability to come in here, and now you see kids doing a Lambo leap. They're racing sausages digitally, and they're seeing great history of the original sausages of the uh, brewers' uniforms, Bucks' uniforms, but it's a way for kids to uh, see these really cool things, but then also learn some leadership and life lessons through all of these incredible historic moments. And so, you know, you think about the interactive part of that, and, and I think everyone can hear uh, the activity that's going on here, and that big buzzy noise that you hear is uh, is the Tesla coil. Of course, Elon Musk is in our way again, but uh, you know, the interactive part of it, you know, I look around, I see a, a troop of boys scouts uh, just having a time of their lives tell everybody a couple of the events that they can do sure absolutely well one of the most popular ones has been this lambo leap that you can literally do the lambo leap we even have the original football that leroy butler first did the lambo leap with courtesy of jason abraham and our friends at hupe and abraham but you also have a wingspan wall supported by annex wealth management you can race the sausages you can sit in original county stadium seats 
you can test yourself in a shuttle run and know how that compares to current Green Bay Packers in their time. And, of course, the kids have a ball measuring themselves against elite athletes. But it's funny because that wingspan uh, has Giannis's wingspan, and uh, you asked me to stand next to it. And, of course, his wingspan is, is taller than he is, which is more than seven feet. So as a fisherman, I took two steps forward, so it looked like at least I had an, a chance. <laughs> you, you actually did look bigger. If only in real life, my friend. You'd be an NBA star, not a uh, financial star. Exactly. So, you know, this, this uh, people getting involved can come down today and, and be involved this event is not going to be here forever only through the end of the month and if they want to come down it's easy it's easy enough to get down here right it, it certainly is you're seeing all of discovery world you also get to see the hall of fame exhibit and today bonnie blair is going to be here talking about women in sports we also have the bruce city bruisers so for your daughters for people excited about different sports opportunities you're going to see some of the greats and then bonnie i know you'll be talking to her shortly but a five-time olympic gold medalist you talk about inspiration for young people she certainly provides it and by the way what a great time to be a wisconsin sports fan with what's happening the river is now green here in milwaukee the brewers of course are playing fantastic new coach in green bay a lot of things to be excited about what is was lammy sports working on right now uh so we're really excited to uh have our 70th anniversary of the Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame coming up. We'll also have two charity softball games in Appleton. This time we don't expect a broken nose like we right. got with Clay Matthews, unfortunately, last year. But June 1st, we'll have Blake Martinez and Devontae Adams hosting a game. And then July 17, uh, 27th, excuse me, uh, Donald Driver and the Legends will be going at it. So Excellent. that'll be fun, too. Excellent. Thank you. I really appreciate you joining us today, Brian Lammy, president of Lammy Sports and, uh, and the author of the Wisconsin Hall of Fame and, and reviving it. Uh, really, really glad that you're here. Stick around. We're going to have Bonnie Blair coming uh, right after the break, Dan. Appreciate that. Thank you, Dave. Dave is uh, down again live at the Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame at Discovery World. Mark Cosmo and I back at the uh, studio. We yeah, have 30 seconds. work over here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if we have 30 seconds, I just want to tell you that we truly believe in our, our portfolio analysis. It's so easy to do. Well, it is. And, and for a lot of people, that's the first step because no matter where you are in the journey, you know, you, you have to get to that financial plan at some point in time. And if you haven't done a portfolio review, there's been a lot of volatility in the market since December, certainly. And if you're uncomfortable with where you're at in your portfolio, that free portfolio review would be a great place to start. There you go. And you can do that at AnnexWealth.com. Just click the Get Started button. Get professional help with your portfolio. This is Money Talk with Dave Spano and Mark Oswald on WTMJ. 1035 WTMJ, Saturday, April 13th, Team Tech Trust. It is Money Talk, Annex Wealth Management. Mark Oswald and I at WTMJ. Split show today. Uh, we're going to go live to the Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame at Discovery World, Wisconsin with Dave Spano. Thanks, Danny. Yes, we are at the Wisconsin Hall of Fame at Discovery World. It's an event uh, that only runs through uh, the end of April, so you want to come down. And sitting next to me, I'm very honored to have four-time Olympian, six-time medal winner, five golds, Bonnie Blair. Bonnie, thanks for joining us. Yeah, nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, you bet. You know, I think about all of these medals that you had and uh, all of the stuff that's uh, that's been in your life and Hall of Fames, for example. This is not your first Hall of Fame, Wisconsin Hall of Fame. You've you're inducted to a couple. Yeah, I'm uh, in the Speed Skating Hall of Fame, um, Illinois Sports Hall of Fame. Um, I don't know. You might be able to answer this yeah. better than I am. But, you know, when you're doing what you love, yeah. 
that's not one of the things that you're thinking about and go, oh, you know, that's where I want to be ultimately at the end of all this or whatever. You're doing what you love, and then these are the accolades that come along after the fact that are really a lot of that icing on the cake. So you think about the accolades, you have a number of medals, and uh, you've got them from around the world. Where are these medals right now? Um, well, a couple of my medals are here at, right. at Discovery World, so people can come see my um, two medals that I won from the Albertville Olympics, um, gold in the 500, gold in the 1,000. Um, and then my other medals, uh, a gold and a bronze, those were my first two Olympic medals. Those came from Calgary right. um, when the Olympics was there in 1988. Um, you know, the, the, that first gold one is probably, you know, when people say like, you know, is one more special than the other. And, and, you know, and I think they all have different meanings to them. However, I think doing something for the very first time has an unbelievable power and emotion behind it. Right. So that one probably does, you know, a little bit more. And, you know, for, for myself, um, that was the closest to competing at home. Right. Um, you know, Canada, just over the border. So, you know, I didn't get an Olympics on home turf. So that was my close to being at home. Um, and then the last two Olympic medals came from Lillehammer, Norway. Right. Um, and that was in 1994, uh, 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 more, uh, two more gold medals from that game. <laughs> so you think about those medals, particularly from Lillehammer, they, they're not gold. They're made out of something else, right? So, yeah, they were made out of granite. Well, the, okay, so the ones here at Discovery World, right. they're made out of Lalique crystal. Okay. Um, I think one of the unique things, and if you look over the course, of uh, winter Olympic Games, a lot of the medals are all very different and unique. And so, but the Summer Olympic medals, the front of the medal has to say virtually the same as when it fir they first had the Olympics way, way back when. Right. And then the host country gets to design the back. Mm -hmm. But for the Winter Games, the host country gets to do whatever they want. So my Calgary ones are kind of more your standard medal. Right. Um, the Albertville ones, which are here at Discovery World, are Lalique Crystal on the inside, and then it was either gold, silver, or bronze around the outer lay. And then the ones from Lillehammer, they made a uh, the hockey rink built into the side of the mountain. So when they dug out the mountain, they took the granite out, and then the inner lay of those metals are made of granite. So, number one, they're all kind of different and unique because the granite and the grains are all kind of different. Um, and then they have the gold, the silver, or bronze, depending on which one you got. So, so yeah, they're, you know what, I'm kind of lucky they're all kind of different. And then, you know, then the front's different than the back. Although the ones here at Discovery World, another kind of unique thing is my my gold medal wasn't any different than a hockey gold medal, a skiing gold medal. They were all the same. Mm -hmm. and so there was no depiction on them that said this was speed skating 500 meters. So I don't know if you can see here in in the, where they're displayed, but I wrote on the ribbon of which medal was which just so I knew the difference. <laughs> so you don't. So when they're not here, you walk, you don't walk around like Mr. T starter set. Yeah, with them. They're, no, they're in your house. Yeah. They're in my house. I actually have a very good buddy who made an Olympic coffee table. So um, I know that that's kind of floating around the Internet, and there's pictures out there. Probably if people Googled it, they could see it. But it's uh, a, a 
a table that's in the shape of the Olympic rings. And then that's where, you know, myself, my husband, even my kids put some of our mementos in there. And then they can be shared with whoever comes and visits. <laughs> All right, excellent. Stick around. We're going to do one more segment because, I mean, you're here about the Get the Game exhibit. And so we're going to take a quick break. Stick around. And when we come back, we'll talk about that. Okay, Danny? Thank you. That's Dave Spano. He's live at Discovery World of the Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame with our special guest today on Money Talk, Bonnie Blair, uh, a multiple uh, Olympi- Olympian uh, hall. Hall of Famer. More with her next. Where do you start with us? AnnexWealth.com. Just click that Get Started button. Start that free portfolio analysis. It is really amazing, and it'll open up your eyes, and we'll give you some great options. Elm Grove, Mequon, Lake Country, Appleton, downtown at the Fister, and of course, Annex Everywhere. And again, the website, AnnexWealth.com. Time is money. Make the most of yours with Money Talk with Dave Spano and Mark Oswald on WTMJ. 1044 Money Talk, Annex Wealth Management, Saturday, April 13th. Danny Clayton, uh, Mark Oswald, and I are at WTMJ. And uh, we're going to join from the Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame at Discovery World Wisconsin, Dave Spano. Yes, you know, you can hear the buzz in the background because there's an interactive experience happening at Discovery World with the Wisconsin Hall of Fame. And joining me is Olympian superstar Bonnie Blair. You know, I was, I was telling uh, Bonnie between uh, commercials here is that I experienced this uh, to some extent. Uh, my brother was an Olympian. My brother-in-law was an Olympian athlete. And I'll tell you, you know, that whole experience of representing your country. And for you, that must have been the best of standing up there and, and hearing, hearing the national anthem. Yeah, you know, that then takes it to a whole nother dimension. But, you know, even just my um, very first Olympics and walking in through opening ceremonies and, you know, they announced the United States of America. And, you know, like I got goosebumps just then and there. And. And, you know, then to be able to, you know, stand up on that top podium and hear that national anthem kind of being played just for you, I probably hear that song a little bit different than a lot of other people. And, you know, I I hear that song at, um, you know, some other sporting event you go to where they play it at the beginning and, you know, a, a flood of memories come back, but it's a very proud moment that uh, I definitely hold with high esteem. So you're retired, and you retired on your birthday. So yes. now there's there's different things going on in your lives. Tell tell people about what your kids yeah, are doing. Yeah, so, so I got married. I married another fellow Olympic speed yeah. skater, yeah. so Dave Kirkshank. Uh, and uh, we've got two kids. Um, Grant, who will be 21 this summer, uh, is a freshman in college at Colorado College playing hockey there. Uh, you think, oh, he's 21 and he's a freshman, but hockey's a little bit different than a lot of other collegiate sports. You typically go play juniors for, you know, anywhere from one to four years. He did it for two. Um, and then just finished, wrapped up his uh, freshman year at Colorado College. And, uh, and so at my, I had a nephew that played for there. Uh, I got still family in the area, so it's that that's been a lot of fun uh, this winter and watching him, and he's really enjoyed his experience there. And your daughter, Blair, not Blair Blair. Not Blair Blair. It would be Blair Kirkshank. Um, and she's a speed skater. So she had been a pretty high-level competitive gymnast until she was 13 when her wrists were like, okay, I've had enough. And so she's like, ah, maybe I should try this speed skating thing. So she's only been in it like a short five years uh, and, and really didn't skate a whole lot 
lot growing up, but she's come a long way in a short amount of time, has been on our last two junior world teams. She still has one year left to be a junior. Uh, and, you know, she's looking towards making an Olympic team, which uh, I think for sure is in her grasp. I mean, she's got to put the, the, you know, all the work and stuff behind it. And if she doesn't make this next coming Olympic team, she'll be on the next one after that. Are you still the fastest speed skater in the family? Uh, no, you know, like there's no power in the legs that there used to be. <laughs> My time still holds up against her, but it won't be for much long, <laughs> much longer. So, so you're here doing the, the Get in the Game exhibit, and there's a lot of things that are happening. One of them is you're going to talk about some of your experiences and, you know, the leadership that can happen out of sports. So, yeah, you know, I think um, I really feel like I got a lot out of sports and how it helped mold me as being um, the person that I am today. You know, whether it's, you know, setting goals, learning how to work, learning, uh, you know, how to adjust when things really don't go the way that you want them to as well. Which, so, is, which is for everybody. Which is really for everybody. So, you know, yeah, uh, it, it, it's a lot of hands-on work, but I think a lot of the things that I learned through sport, I think anybody can really take um, and help to use in their everyday life and um, as well as the training and athleticism that goes behind it and all that. So, um, you know, yeah, excited to be here at Discovery World today. They, they put together an exhibit um, in, in regards with the Wisconsin Hall of Fame. So there's a lot of different things here um, for people to come and check out. They've even got a little display over here. People can do the Lambo Leap if they want to do that. Right. <laughs> like I said, I've got two of my medals here from Albertville. They can see those. In your uniform, and we can see it right across the exhibit here, yours and Beth Hyden's. And Beth Hyden's, yeah. So, yeah. So. Um, and by the way, right next to that is you can measure your wingspan, Giannis's wingspan, <laughs> at, at a towering 5'5". Five five. I mean, you're, Yeah, I'm sure I'm going to be all over that one. <laughs> all right. I really appreciate you coming in and, and sharing your experiences today. You're going to put on an exhibit uh, in a short while here. If people are listening, come on down and enjoy this uh, Wisconsin Hall of Fame ex exhibit. It is only here through April, and it's down at Discovery World. Thank you, Bonnie Blair, and the best of luck to you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Dave Spano with the Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame at Discovery World, Wisconsin. Kind of a split show today. Mark Oswald and I are up at WTMJ, and Dave is back down at Discovery World, Wisconsin with Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame. Back with him in a bit. It's Money Talk, Annex Wealth Management, WTMJ. Don't settle for less. This is Money Talk with Dave Spano and Mark Oswald on WTMJ. Know the difference. Team Tech Trust. It's Money Talk, Saturday, April 13th, 1053. I'm Danny Clayton, Mark Oswald back at the studio. And uh, good job, Dave. That was a really good couple of segments with Bonnie Blair. Good. Thank you. I appreciate it. And here we are at uh, the exhibit, the Wisconsin Hall of Fame exhibit at the Discovery World and the Get in the Game exhibit celebrating teamwork, leadership, and character development. Why we are here uh, is we are helping support this event. Uh, the presenting sponsor is Hupie and Abraham, but you know we talk about uh, leadership and we talk about know the difference, Mark, and uh, we've had a piece that we ran into this week which were questions to ask a financial advisor and you know it is about leadership and teamwork and uh, that's part of knowing the difference. It, it certainly is and when you start thinking about questions to ask a financial advisor this is an article that came out of the Wall Street Journal so this is not something that we published or some other financial advisory firm out there published this was an 
an, uh, an article in the Wall Street Journal from, I think, uh, 2018, about 2.6 million subscribers per day to the Wall Street Journal. So this is widely read, widely distributed, and they had 19 things. And I thought what was really interesting, Dave, was they asked 19 questions, and they gave you the answer that you should expect from a fiduciary advisor. If you're going to go in and ask these questions, this is what you're hoping for is you're going to get as an answer. And the first question they asked, of course, was the one that we've been talking about on the air for a number of years, which is, are you a fiduciary? And I thought it was really interesting because he leads with, are you a fiduciary? And then he's, he, he gets to the point of, and will they put it in writing? And I thought that that was really telling because, you know, you and I have been saying that on the air for 10 or 15 years now, is work with a fiduciary and have them put it in writing. You know, we saw this piece, and uh, we showed it to someone in our office who has uh, some friends in uh, the banking and brokerage business who, who get upset at us when we talk about this all the time, that somehow uh, we're being self-serving. But that's not what this is. This is the questions the Wall Street Journal has put together, and it's the first question. Are you a fiduciary, and, and will you state that in writing? And as you know, Mark, uh, we do that. You, you wrote the contract, and I think that's very important for people to understand. It is, and you know, I think that that's where the rubber hits the road. I read it. You you're going to run into people and you're going to ask them, will you act in my best interest or will you be a fiduciary to me in this transaction? And I think that there's a, there's a fine line between will you be a fiduciary in this transaction versus will you be a fiduciary in this relationship? When we're going to work together, will you be a fiduciary to me at all times? And that's a distinction with a difference because for people that have to know the difference between people who are going to try to sell them product and people who are going to sit on the same t side of the table and be their advocate, be their fiduciary, be the person that's going to act in their best interest at all times. And that is a difference. So we are at the Get in the Game exhibit, and you know it's celebrating teamwork. And you think about uh, our team, and you know you get down to the bottom of that list, and the question reads, uh, which credentials do you have? Well, I don't have them all, you don't have them all, but the team does, Mark. Well, and, it, and it's hard because when people are out there and they run into somebody, with the proverbial alphabet soup behind their name and, and they don't know what all those letters mean or what those designations are. It looks impressive, but a lot of times it's just letters masquerading as qualifications. What you're looking for is a CFP, a Certified Financial Planner, which we have dozens of them on our team. We Certif just added two more this week. Yeah, we week. just added two more this yeah. week. It was, it's congratulations to those guys, by the way. It, you're looking for CFAs, uh, Chartered Financial Analysts. You're looking for people who have a CPA. We've got a number of those in our office, tax gurus. You're looking for the JD, the estate planning attorney. We have that on our team. As you've said many times, Dave, no one person can be all things to all people, right? So it's building that team and bringing those expertise together. Just like in sports where you're, you know, it's, it's about the team so often, you know, and building that team and getting the right team to work with you towards a common goal. Excellent. Uh, again, everybody who is listening, if you want to come down and participate in the Wisconsin Hall of Fame interactive exhibit, we are at the Discovery World. This exhibit only goes through the end of the month, but uh, thank you to everyone involved today to helping us put on this split show today, Danny. Hey, uh, it, was, it was really good, and thank you for uh, great interviews with both Brian Lammy and also Bonnie Blair. And guys, on a personal note, I just want to say today is my one-year anniversary working with Annex Wealth Management as an employee. Wow. So right. it has Maybe been a pleasure. Glad to have you. Maybe we're going to have a cake. We'll have cake <laughs> yeah. on Monday. Don't call me into a meeting on Monday and have different news for me. All right, Dave? <laughs>
I appreciate that. Well, you know, Dave's at the Hall of Fame. It's not in the Hall of Fame, <laughs> but right. at the Hall of Fame. Those are two different things. All right, Dave, thank you very much. It's uh, Money Talk. Yeah, kind of a rare split show, normally at WTMJ, but uh, Dave at the Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame at Discovery World Museum. So where do you begin? You begin at AnnexWealth.com. If you're looking for a local, trusted, experienced partner, we'd love to be that. AnnexWealth.com. Just click that Get Started button. That's it for Money Talk. We'll see you in a week. Advice and opinions expressed during Money Talk are solely that of the hosts or guests of Annex Wealth Management and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.